Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 76 of For the Kudos. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with... Brett. Jeez, you've got a, a little bit more enthusiasm in that, Brett. I really haven't done a um, funny one or different one in a good few months now. I think, yeah, all that marathon training. But maybe it's coming. <laughs> that marathon training's you're just too, you're too serious. You're getting too close to the big, Wait, the big the, race. Um, I'm on the no carb right now too. Are you? So it's all the low carb and it's uh. What's yeah, that called again? Part. This is harder than the marathon. I reckon. Is this the, <laughs> is this FODMAP or whatever it's called? No, okay. I do like a few days low carb deplete, carb deplete, and then into the carbo load. So it makes it heaps easier to actually take on carbs. What do you eat in that? Like steak, salad, chicken. So for breakfast, porterhouse. No, nah, I had uh, I had eggs and cheese. Revolting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not great. It's not cut. It makes it running hard, definitely. I tell you what, I um, I'll go into this more in more detail when I update and all that. The listeners, but did I mention like what I was like getting blood tests for last time? And he was like testing me for, for yeah, we did because we made the joke. We're like, no, nothing against the celiacs out there, but like, oh, was, yeah, I was yeah. I was pretty stressed about like getting getting the test and go, yeah, you got celiac, you can no longer you can no longer enjoy food. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. Yeah, shout out to all the celiacs out there. It's bloody hard. <laughs> shout out to all the celiacs out there. There's two episodes in a row. They're getting a shout out. They're like driving the car. And it's like, fuck, that's two episodes. This is my new favorite podcast. Celiac, celiacs unite. <laughs> but you feeling better? Uh, I am. I am. I'll go through it in my training week. Um, before that, we have a bunch of stuff to announce actually. Um, so we are pleased to announce we are doing a live show out at Runner's Paradise in Blackburn on December 18. So that's Monday, December 18. And that's going to be, yeah, cool little live show um, following on from a group run. So we're going to do like it's a big sort of Christmas thing. We'll do a group a group shot run down at Runner's Paradise with a team there. Um, and then Brett and myself will jump on the mics, do what we do best for a uh, little live recording. There's going to be only about... About uh, 50 tickets going on sale and that'll be on our uh, social links and stuff. We're going to drop that uh, the week following Zatapec. So, you know, we're quite busy in the build-up to this weekend. Obviously, Brett racing for Kawoka. Um, me, I'll be there, you know, with a lot of doing a lot of FTK work at the, at the on-track nights Zatapec this weekend. Um, so then, yeah, that following week when those uh, tickets will go on sale. So come on down. It'll be pretty fun. I love how... This will actually get done. Remember our plans last year for a Christmas special? Oh, and we can't. Never got done. But do we ever tell what the Christmas special was? No, we never did. Then no. we'll do it this year. We'll definitely do it this okay. year. Yeah, that's a little. That's a little side thing. But yeah, we haven't done a haven't done a live show for a while, so it'll be really fun. Um, yeah, hopefully, like every last every uh, live show we've had in the past sells out really really quick. Um, and obviously as part of being an FTK friend of the show on Patreon, you get early access to those tickets. So, you know, I'd say there's a good chance they'll sell out just to patrons, to be honest. Um, so yeah. if you not, if you're not a patron, now's a good time. And while we're on the topic of patrons and Christmas blending the two together, we are now offering a special 12 month membership through Patreon. Um, we're just going to be running this in the lead up to Christmas, mainly for whether you're buying a Christmas present for yourself or for somebody else. Um, you'll be able to sign up uh, with a yeah, 12-month membership and that gives you 10, 16% off. So that was the maximum amount we could we could offer through Patreon. Don't know why they chose 16%, hey? It's weird. Yeah. Brent and it I sort of... Really weird, but... Yeah, we, we wanted to go a bit more, so we thought if you if you do sign up for the year membership, um, once you've signed up, send us a message and we'll send you with your address and your details and we'll send you a T-shirt or a mug. Yeah, so, mug, so. pretty much pays for itself there. But uh, yeah, we were working out. We're like, what's you know, what's a good discount for a, for a twelve month membership? And we're like, yeah, twenty percent. We'll do twenty percent. Then we go onto Patreon. It's like maximum sixteen percent. So it is know, weird. They're just trying to annoy us. They I choose think. it. <laughs> um, but it's you know it's the perfect thing not only for yourself but uh, if you've got a friend that listens you know what 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 not what 
not a better what, Christmas what? present. <laughs> Cook that. You know what I'm trying to say. What is a better Christmas present than that? Right? Yeah. I, I would want one for Christmas. If any of my friends are listening, get me one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and that mean you just gift it to each other? <laughs> um, also, while we're on the topic of Patreon, we had the last episode of Chasing Paris before Jen races this week in Fukuoka. Also, Andy Ooh. still got... In Valencia, you mean. What did I say then? Fukuoka. Oh, sorry. Bloody... I, I, I thought... Hang on. Are you serious? I thought Jen was doing, doing Fukuoka and Andy was doing Valencia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quick, turn it into a joke. Quick. Um, it's also, <laughs> it wasn't a good one, but yeah. It was a, it was um, a shocker. Yeah. It'd be cool. It's a... Uh, very exciting for the women's marathon. What happens in Valencia this weekend? It kind of decides a lot of people's next twelve months as well, or nine months into the Olympics. Like, because if you, if the if someone runs a time or runs very fast, and then there's other girls have to go. All right, geez, am I going to try to run another one, or am I going to go back to the track, or what? So it's very interesting. It's almost too. To be honest, it's almost too much racing on the weekend. Like, surely they could just spread it out. <laughs> You know, we've got the on-track on track night Zatapec on the Saturday. This is, let's talk Melbourne time. So you've got Saturday night, you've got the on-track night Zatapec. Then Sunday morning, our time, Sunday, you'll be racing. 2 p.m. You at 2, 2 p.m.? Okay. Time, yeah. And then Jen is... Like 6 p.m. or something. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of running. Mm. Um, but it's going to be, is. yeah, it's going to be insane. Um, it's also good, you know, um, shout out to you, Andy. I know we, all, Andy and I have, have a relationship where we take the piss out of each other quite a lot. But um, I think I've actually been really impressed with him still, you know, telling his story and, and staying with the with the podcast because it's quite easy, you know, if you get injured, yeah. throwing the towel and all that. And, you know, people are getting super rewarded from from sharing his experience of what he's dealing with at the moment. And, you know, all the patrons are like asking him questions and stuff like that. He's actually going to be, I know Riley mentioned this on the Chasing Paris episode, but he will actually be at Zatapec watching. So if you're a fan of the show or a fan of Andy, just stop him as you see him in the, uh, in the, in the stadium and just, you know, check in how he is. Ask him for a photo, and pump his tires up. <laughs> give him, a, give him, I was trying to be so nice there and you've just thrown <laughs> a little jab at the end and <laughs> Calcium and get a glass of milk and it's go. And by the way, it's uh, double calcium in that one, Andy. <laughs> um, we also had He's getting too nice on this podcast. I know. Don't worry, we'll be changing things up. Um, we also had live, laugh, love, and run. Another one of those. We don't even need to talk about it. They just get ridiculous. But people They're are so loving ridiculous. them. People are loving them. Um, while we're on the topic of the on track nights, I think we kept saying big things coming, big things coming. Um, Brett's obviously going to be racing at, uh, in Fukuoka, so he won't be there, but myself and Riley Wolf are going to be there on the night with our, uh, videographer, Louis. So, um, Louis is going to be, going to be following us around as we sort of, you know, document the night in sort of short form videos, you know, little interviews and stuff like that. So, um, Yeah. If if uh, you might let's just say you might be targeted for an interview, some of the, some of the listeners, depending on could, um, could also be anything. A few free free double passes to give away on yeah. Patreon. Yeah, we'll be giving those away on Patreon this week, so stay tuned. Looking at that, and lastly, this is a big uh, big housekeeping big. pre pre episode. I reckon we skip the training weeks this time, but um, the very <laughs> last thing is we uh, you know obviously on Patreon, always trying to think of the next project and with Chasing Paris, super successful, unfortunately coming to an end soon. We have come up with a new great series uh, called Hot Takes and Hot Takes is a new series for summer focused on covering running news and current events across road and track racing. It's going to be hosted by Riley Wolf and Elise Beacom, two of FTK's favorites. And each week they'll have a guest host as well. Um, and the best way to sort of look at the look at the episode is, you know, think of it as a thirty minute update um, each week on the stuff you should know in running. So it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good one. It's like sort of almost like a new a news focused thing, you know, rather than a rather than a uh, a series following a few certain athletes. It's going to be yeah, pretty broad broad spectrum. Have some people that actually know what they're talking about running. 
I feel like you yeah, could be pretty... Say, I don't reckon you... Yeah, I don't reckon you'll get a call out for this. Nah. Joel. Definitely not. No. Definitely not. Do you reckon you, you... You will, depending on when it is. I feel like I know a fair bit about running. What about... It's, you know, it's funny though. I get... I reckon I, I have to play... Like, we play little characters on this on this show. And I definitely play into not knowing about running way more than I do. Yeah, like, you definitely do. You think I it's did. cool not to know. Exactly. Well, no. I just sort of... I thought of thinking, but then I'll like send in news. I'm like, oh, did you hear blah, 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 left Bowman? And you're like, I thought you didn't even know what Bowman is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All part of the character, brother. Um, and the very, very last thing, I know we've said that about five times, is we have an interview with Claudia Hollingsworth, who is, you know, one of the On Oceana team members and Riley Wolf uh, sat down with her for an interview because she's racing again at the on track nights Zatapec this weekend. So we are going to throw that interview um, towards the end of this, this episode. So with all that said and done, big episode, isn't it? Let's get straight into training weeks. Who's going first? I can kick us off. You went first last week. So on um, Monday, I, Oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Yeah, so I was still at Falls Creek um, for this and yeah, I was still actually struggling a little, not struggling, I felt a bit tired from that big Friday session still. So I did on Friday, went out to um, Langford Gap, not Langford's, <laughs> as we found out in Live, Laugh and Run. <laughs> run. Um, and ran with Jude Thomas, we ran an hour at 4.12 pace and then... Ran 8K that evening. Tuesday, we did K reps. Can I just ask, is, uh, just real quick, is Jude Thomas in the oven too? No, nah, he's good. <laughs> you know what? No one's open. You know what I'm saying? The it? oven is Rambo. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> apparently Rambo is getting so pissed off and like all the, like, because yeah, yeah. I've told Jaden, it's like they're all getting annoyed because we're saying in the oven. So I'm just making a point of saying every single person at Falls Creek's in the oven just to piss them all off. Like well, Ram, Rambo's apparently it's really. Just Rambo. Rambo just throws it out and then if someone says it about him, he gets all shitty. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, rest in peace, Rambo. You're still in the oven. Yeah, the thing is, he's, he's well in the oven. He's getting he's like, because he said to Jack, he's like, I'm, I'm actually a fucking annoyed. Like, I'm, you know, give a, and I'm like, you can't go up against media, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. You just no. can't do it. He, um, what were we doing? We are doing a run the other week and uh, he he was saying something and he, he accused someone of like, he goes, putting mayo on a story. And I go, Rambo, you cannot do that. You can't put mayo on a story. And he, and then he just snapped about me telling everyone he did the Sunday double. He's like, yeah, yeah. we didn't fucking tell everyone why I did the Sunday double. Just and I was cracked like, mate, it way too much. You can't let the truth get away in, in, of a good story. Exactly like, right. You just got to copy it, mate. Exactly. <laughs> but when it's about someone else, he's fine. But when it's about him, he just cracks it. But uh, yeah, Rambo. We still love you, Rambo. We still, we still yeah. love you, Rambo, but get out the oven. He's probably so going to fight one of us K-Rips. to death now. <laughs> Carabs Tuesday morning and you could tell Rambo was breathing hard. He's so far in the oven. <laughs> um, then, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had, uh, was, again, another. <laughs> it's been perfect weather, but every Tuesday has been rain for some reason. It's really? Been weird, but uh, yeah. So had myself, Jack, Stewie, uh, Corscrin and Rambo, yeah, uh, all training together. So, but the first rep I think was like two fifty one, and then second rep two forty seven. And I was like, guys, what are we doing here? And it was just way too quick. Like there, and literally it was like two forty pace through four hundred, five hundred, and then just signed down. I was like, are you going to keep going that pace? And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, it was accident. So, um, accident. One of those ones. My mar- yeah, I know. I was like, because he's like, oh, sorry, it was apologizing after, but I don't know if it's my marathon legs, but it just felt like every single rep was just flying out the gates. Well, it definitely um, would. You've the fatigue that you've you're feeling after that big workout takes, as we've said before, it takes quite a while to get out of your legs. Like you're supposed to be fresh yeah, and definitely. tapered on race week. Not sorry, not race week on race day. Not you yeah. know, not what is that. 13 days before, right? 12, 12, 12 days, yeah. 12 days. Yeah. I, um, so I was just kind of like running each rep. I just kind of like in the last second half, I just drop five, 10 meters and just let them kind of go away. So, but I was still like average, probably like 250, 251, and they would have been yeah. like 249, 250. But 
Um, I just was like, yeah, it's definitely, I don't need to be running reps under 250 right now. Yeah, definitely not. So Save that, um, save yeah, that to good, race day. Yeah, good <laughs> session. And then uh, had Tuesday evening off um, and then did an easy hour on Wednesday morning, which is a bit of a drop because you should do 90. Um, ran 8K on Wednesday Arvo and then did another hour run on Thursday. Had Whitey on the bike of me. Yeah. Which was good. Ran 8K that. On your bike, and your then, gravel bike. Nah, he's got his own bike up here, oh, which yeah. ha- has a good bit of suspension and stuff. So you can get on. Oh, that's it. right. The that's gravel bikes are good, but like on those rough trails, you're not. Yeah, you uh, can, you, it's really perfect just for the road. Around. It's. Yeah. Yeah. For the aqueduct for and the, that. Of you yours is for the road, yeah. Oh. Mine can go off trials, yours can't. <laughs> uh, so Friday was my last day at Falls Creek. I just had a 10K threshold. I was starting at the aqueduct trail and running out on the road a little bit. So it was funny because I looked at the um, wind just before I started and, well, like, yeah, in the morning and I was like, all right, it should be like a bit of a headwind on the way back in the threshold. But for some reason... Like I started and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm feeling good here. And if I convinced myself I was running into a headwind, <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm going to fly. Like I, I feel like at one point there was definitely a headwind. And um, I'm like, I was running like 302s and I'm like, man, I'm going to fucking fly home. I'm going to probably run 30 minutes for this 10K here. I think all the turn listeners around, know exactly where just, this is going. <laughs> yeah, turn around, just huge. <laughs> I've been running with a huge tailwind. I was like, fuck. I'm like, how did I convince myself? Look, I knew I had a tailwind, but I convinced myself I was running into a headwind somehow. Do you reckon it could um, have been there was like a little bit of uh, like a little bit of a crosswind or something? So it's sort of like angling. Yeah, it it's hitting be. you a bit, but you're just thinking, yeah, this would be fine. And then yeah. it's a U-turn. It goes, boy, was I wrong. I oh, know. Yeah, I was very wrong. So I kind of ran like three or twos on the way out, and I was like three or sixes on the way back. So I ended up ten k in thirty thirty eight. Yeah, it was it was good. Like I, I was I was going pretty well, but ten um, k and what? Yeah, 30, at one point 38. I thought I was thirty thirty eight. At one point I thought I was going to run twenty nine thirty eight. But yeah, got a shot. But anyway, drove drove home that day. Um, that's three weeks. That falls done. It was kind of glad to get home um and then saturday morning just it was a really human morning and i yeah. could not believe it like it was coming so from huge. force creek because force creek's always 10 or so degrees cooler and just dry and then when you get to uh melbourne it's just you really feel the humidity and then plus it was a very humid day as well so it's one thing like i think people struggle with um coming down to races is like the extra humidity well, see, I've never struggled with that because I like when if I'm like at altitude, I always come down and I do all my sessions at the butterfly enclosure in the Melbourne Zoo <laughs> for the humidity training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're anyway, definitely right. Um, so Friday, uh, Saturday morning did 12K, um, had Saturday evening off and then went out to Yarra Flats on Sunday. Um and ran ninety minutes, which was just under twenty three k. And you saw one hey, of your did you, you saw one of your childhood heroes out there, didn't you? Um, Andrew Stott. <laughs> no, me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you leave your jacket about ten minutes into the run? Okay, that's. We'll get to it on my training week. <laughs> oh what? No, okay, but well, okay. So, so when you we'll get to it on your training week. Okay. Yep. Let's. <laughs> Is it my training right now? Yeah. Let's go. Oh, for uh, K's for the week was uh was hundred and forty. I hate doing K's for the week. I always forget. Just pick a number. No one cares. No one's checking. <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> so my week, um, yeah, started off uh, started off a bit rocky, and let me tell you, finished with a big bang and a positive bang. Um, so I, yeah, was still feeling like really shit. Went on Monday to go get blood tests. Like something wasn't right. I was just like cooked. My stomach was cooked, low energy levels, just really fucked up. And I didn't 
didn't train uh, Monday. I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to rest. And like, I remember having that battle and I've spoken to a few people since then, but um, about like that battle of like, should, you know, you got, you got to go out and train, like you got to like push it, push and go out and do it. And it's like, if you're having that battle, it suggests you there's something going on, right? Like I, I want to run. I like running. You know, it's very rarely would I be like, oh, I can't be fucked running today. You know, I, I do genuinely mm. love it. Um, and so I took Monday off. I said, message calls. I said, look, there's something going on with me at the moment. I'm not going to be at training tomorrow morning. Um, but I had the uh, Pulse group workout on Tuesday evening at Princess Park. So I was like, well, I think it'd be good, you know, rather than me ride around on the bike, I'll put on my running stuff and I'll do like the warm up with them. And then I'll like jog while they're like doing the session so I can support the athletes and like look at what they're doing. Um, and it was one of those ones where I was just like, you know, going back and we, we did a, an interesting sort of session where there were cones set up and like different, you know, if they were doing 400s and then 1200s and different breaks and stuff. And I was just sort of going up and down, up and down. Collis was actually there on the bike, which is cool. And, um, and yeah, so we'll sort of like doing that. And then I jogged the cool down with them and then got to the end. It was 12K. I was like, fuck. Okay, I've actually done like, that's like almost like a, you know, it's not quite a, not quite an hour run, but a bit less than that. Um, but it felt, I think because I was distracted or like going through, you know, looking at looking at people and, and stuff, I, I mm. didn't really, wasn't focused too much on how I felt. But then like the moment it's I... It's like when you, when, yeah, when you're sick or you're injured and you're running by yourself, you're just thinking about it all the time. Yeah. But then when you're running with someone or a group or something like that, it takes your mind off. Exactly it. right. Exactly right. Yeah. It, it, it becomes, yeah. Exactly. But in saying that, sometimes it's like it's good to, you know, not be distracted all the time. Because if you are distracted, mm. you know, if, you're, if you've got an injury or something and you're running in a big group trying to fucking ignore it and then you're doing more damage, like sometimes it's good to be sort of aware. And like I was aware when I drove home, I was like, yeah, oh, I feel like though, if you're doing more damage, doesn't matter who you're running with, you're not going to be able to ignore it. That's true. If it's really, if it's really bad, for sure. That's true. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, then Wednesday, I had a session with Paul McKinnon, the balance runner. Um, and he, so I've been, you know, it was probably because I've like, you know, been coming back from this injury and, and things like haven't been going super great, but, you know, I've been doing some okay training. And then I mentioned like me in, you know, sore in the, in the lower back. And I remember on the episode, you were like, fucking hell, still. This is months mm. been dragging on for. You know, you said something like that. And I'm like, you know what? It's probably time to see. Because I sent videos to Paul while he was over in America um, of, of, of what I was, uh, you know, what was, what was sort of going on with my technique. And he was like, what the fuck's happened? Like, what have you been doing? So he's like, come, come see me. <laughs> so I did, did a session with him. And I reckon like I've seen him quite a few times, but this was without a doubt the biggest like, like game changing move from like, you know, he just he just tweaked a couple of things and I said to him, I want to talk about this on the podcast, but I'm going to fucking butcher it. Like I butcher all the science stuff, right? <laughs> so I said, like, can you write... Science, can, here we go. So I'm just going to read literally the text that Paul said. He'll have a laugh at this. But he said like there's three parts to my cue. He said one quarter tuck of hips to neutral. Let the flatten, let that flatten the lower back and then forward tilt to the rib cage. Um, and he said, from that, he said, my right foot placement improves, my femur swing knee drive improves, ground contact time improves, feet land under the body rather than the butt going back, landing going forward, and pressure then being put through the sacrum slash lower back. Um, and it's hard to explain on a podcast. So pretty much what, your tips, your hips were my hips tilted forward. They tilt. They, it's that an, anterior pelvic tilt, right? Yeah. But you and I've always said I've got that, you know, I'm a bad bitch. That, yep. that, <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> but when I am like doing thresholds and stuff like that, you can't just rotate your pelvis back, it's impossible. Mm. Like, you can't just yeah, do that. It's, a whole refer- it's, yeah. it's impossible. So, you have to do something else for it to happen. So, I sort of like let you know, do this more like lean forward. It honestly, it just changed it like that. And I was like, holy shit. So, did a run, felt kind of weird on Wednesday. And I'm like, I'm just going to give it a shot until I get to like, um, get to th- threshold on Thursday. Wednesday, um, early evening, I was out at uh, Doncaster Osteo. Seeing Steve Deneen, I've been using his, um, the infrared sauna out there. Um, I've done that like three weeks in a row now uh, and I'm absolutely fucking loving it. Like you've, you've got mm. experience with heat chamber stuff like in the lead up to Olympics. Have you done it since like the lead up to Tokyo Olympics or not really? Um, I was doing it. I was going to the 
sauna last year. Last year, that's right. Like, I thought it was pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how do you find it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, you think it's like it makes so I. I yeah, it's like what well, I do forty five minutes at about sixty degrees, and I like the first time I did it was like unbearable, and then the next week was like a bit better. Did mm. it again this week, and I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, but you definitely do get better at it. You get better at that, but I think genuinely it makes you fitter. So like I don't know for the listeners, yeah. you know, I for the listeners that you know, if you live out there, fucking give Steve a message and see if he's um and book it book in, in a book in a session in the in the sauna because it's like. It's just one of those things. That you, you, I don't, I'd never really thought about it in that in like a fitness sort of thing, but my like resting heart rate has been lower, um, and then thresholds again. Mm-hmm. My heart rate has been lower, so I again not really too sure about the science behind it, um, but I'm <laughs> fucking loving that at the moment. I'm going to keep keep using that. So um, Thursday did a hour run um, with that like new new technique um, that felt felt pretty good, um, but. A bit weird. And then Friday went to the lake with the group. Very, very small group. Um, And I had decided, I was like, am I going to do my normal threshold with this like weird technique, like not weird technique, but this new technique or am I going to... It feels weird. It feels weird, right? Or why don't I go with Sinead, 320, like she runs 320s and I'll sit at the back, like Sinead and Thorpe were running next to each other and I'm going to sit at the back because I... I feel like it's hard to keep a constant pace. I'm constantly focused and trying to, you know, do do sort of like it just changes pace a bit, you know. So I want to be at the back and I want to just sit, sit and relax, and just try and focus on that. And I'm just going to do one lap. That's all. And it's like I know, you know, I probably should do more than that, but I just want to do. It. And that's sort of what Paul was saying. He's like, you should. He said, people don't address technical fatigue enough in running. And he said that, you know, if you're like running with bad form, once your body is getting into like really bad form, it's like, well, that suggests you're probably done, you know, stop. So he goes, don't yeah. go do 10K in the first time of this new thing. Just do like, five. ended up being like, you know, almost 6K doing a lap. And I sat on the back and was running like three three nineteen. I think I had for the, for the average and not a single feeling in my lower back, not one. And that is the first time in like, I reckon five or six months. It's just zero Zero stiffness, yeah, wow. this whole thing. And I, I honestly had a smile on my face while I was doing it. I was just sitting at the back of them and I was just <laughs> like, this is what a threshold's supposed to feel like. My back is not locked up. And it's just that simple thing of just that, like doing those, following those cues. Um, and while it does feel different and not natural, it's like, well, why prefer that than have the fucking sore back, which I deal with every single threshold. Um, but it starts to become more and more natural the more you do it. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, so yeah, it was sick and smack had four by eight minutes. And so he was like way ahead and then coming back. And as we were coming, like we were like, I don't know, okay to go smack came past and he would have been running like three or fives and I'm sitting there like, you know, three nineteen pace is not my threshold. It feels pretty easy. So and then as smacks comes past, I'm like, All right, I'm going to go jump on smack now and see how it feels at a faster go. And as he passes, my brain just goes, don't be a fucking idiot. Why are you doing that? Just <laughs> let him go. So I was like, it's good. It's like, that was good because you do that the other week. I know. Well. I know. And it's just that fucking, you know, we would joke about it. The old Joel fucking in my head. So I was just like, no, nah, don't. Yeah. Let's just, if you can get, if you get one lap done with zero, um, with zero pain, uh, that's a win. So yeah, definitely. Did that. Well, it's a win compared to your last few compared months. Compared to my last few months, right? And then, um, then Saturday was a rest day. Um, no, it wasn't actually did eight K run that morning. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the pulse trail run out near my house, which is good. There's a little eight, eight K jog again. Yeah. So humid. Um, and then Sunday went out for my long run with smack down at Yarra flats. First time at Yarra flats in four months. And it was, <laughs> I was sort of excited again. I've been excited going for runs cause I'm like, well, I haven't done a long run with this new technique yet. Let's see how it goes. The longest run I think I've done in the past what four months has been 80 minutes um and the back end of that 80 minutes i remember feeling like shit locked up things are just tightening so i just went with smack and ended up doing um like 21 okay it was like not yeah 90 minutes 420 pace not a single did you do the hill loop or just out and, not back? Out and back i wanted to do the hill loop yeah. but smack's racing's out of peck and he's been doing fernie every week so he's like i just want to do a flat one um yeah. And yeah, like I honestly had a smile on my face the entire run because I was like, this is back what it 
you know, my running used to feel like with this new technique. And pretty much what Paul said yeah. is he's like the best I've ever seen you was Zadapec last year when I, you know, got fourth. Um, it's, it's funny saying last year because you're like, was it? It was January last year. <laughs> Remember the two Zadapecs last year? Oh, okay. it was so nearly two years Nearly ago. two years ago. It was jab, but I was Nine saying the smack. I was like, oh, sorry, 23 months ago. Yeah, yeah. It was, oh, it was, yeah, it was last year, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he's like, that's that was the best I've ever seen your technique. And I remember sort of having that feeling. And then in like the long run, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what it was. So I don't know what happened in this injury, this last injury with, with my pelvis. But yeah, something got cooked. Um, but yeah, it's great. Biggest week I have done. I don't have the numbers. I haven't done the maths, but it's definitely... Um, yeah, it's definitely the biggest week. It'd be, it'd have to be what, like eighty, I reckon, something like that. Could have done. Yeah, didn't do quick maths. Wait, but so, so what's this jacket thing? I'm listening so this whole j- week to hear about the jacket. Yeah, so well, I thought you had something funny to say about the jacket. It's not that funny. So we go. It's actually, in fact, it's really not funny. But I thought when you said, "Did you leave your jacket?" So we get fifteen minutes in, twenty minutes in, and then leave the jackets, and then run all the way out. And then all the way back, go 10 minutes past the jacket and we're getting close to the car park. And I'm like, oh, really? and I go, fuck, our jackets. And Smack goes, oh, that's fine. They're just there. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're like 3K that way. And yeah, because that's in the Bermuda Triangle. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. literally in the Bermuda Triangle. And I'm like, fuck, what do I do with, what do we do? And then Smack's like, all right, we'll, we'll run back. Then we'll take the car and then we'll go. And I'm like, fuck that, man. You get the car. I'll go get the jackets and we'll just meet on that top road. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Good. so I went and got the jackets. Fucking Smacks had bloody eels all swimming through his and leeches and stuff. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, while I'm, while I'm bringing it up, I'm running back and I see, I go to get my jacket. I'm like, what the fuck? The jacket's on the fence. Someone's moved it. <laughs> I had put my jacket three meters away from where you would put yours. But, I didn't but I'd s- hidden it behind a tree. <laughs> okay. So that's just a and coincidence so that's what, that we've put. Like, such a coincidence that we both put at the exact same spots. Holy shit. Where was yours? Behind the, yeah. Behind that tree? Behind a tree. Yeah. That's so like, you know how there's a little path there to go through? Oh, no. I was pissing <laughs> oh, yeah. on a jacket behind the tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's funny. Yeah. It was good actually, to be honest, running the last like 15 minutes without smack because I could focus on the technique thing even more because it's so easy when you're talking yeah. and it's like... Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely good. And as I said, like the illness is uh, the illness is behind me. Um, and yeah, things just things are just feeling good. Like even like last week recording in the episode, I don't know if the, you could, well, you probably would have been able to tell. I don't know if the listeners could, but I was fucking things up left, right, and center. My brain just was not working. Um, mm. But yeah, things are going good. So I'll, I'll, I think I'll either Start race putting some weeks down to train them. Say it again. Start putting some weeks. Yeah. Down of training. Well, I was thinking of doing either Fukuoka or Zatapak this weekend. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect. Well, now that you've heard from two boring athletes, let's hear from a young, interesting athlete, Claudia Hollingsworth. Riley chatted with her, as you said, in the lead up to on Zatapak track nights this weekend. So enjoy this interview. Hey, what's up? And welcome to another special interview. My name is Riley, and I'm joined today by. OAC member, the youngest OAC team member, Claudia Hollingsworth. Claudia, how are you? Hi, Riley. I'm well, thank you. Ready to get stuck into the interview. Yeah. Um, now, you're up at Falls Creek at the moment. How's that going? Yeah, it's really good. I've never actually been um, up to altitude before training, so it's definitely different and um, different on the body and throughout training, but really enjoying it and just given such a good Space to not have any distractions and really get stuck into the season training. It's been good. And what's it like? I assume you're up there mostly just kicking around with the rest of the OAC team. What's it like to, because obviously you train together and see each other a lot back in Melbourne, but what's it like to sort of be together alone, sort of thing? Like have your own sort of space together as a group? Yeah, well, you kind of realize you're suddenly living with each other for a few weeks. And um, I think you, really start to see each other's personalities but nothing bad at all has come out of it I think we've um it's really made us grow so well as a team and get to know each other more as a family and I think it's been really great for our team to come close especially um and yeah we do train every day together and just know how each other tick and things like that I think it's been a really positive experience for everyone and um yeah I've actually really enjoyed living with everyone and 
getting to know everyone a lot better. It's been good. It's been fun. <laughs> hey, you're like you're pretty used to, I guess, moving in different circles, right? Like you you wear a lot of hats in your day-to-day life. I mean, you've you've literally just finished high school. Um you're racing overseas, you're going on training camps, you're finishing high school, you're at altitude. Like uh, for most people, one of those things is enough to focus on. Whereas you're like always in these different worlds, whether it's running um, juniors versus running open events and all these different things that you're doing. Is that a, is that a struggle? And I mean, I think you've only just turned 18. So you, this is all still kind of new to you. How are you, how are you finding that? Yeah, I think definitely um, throughout the year 12 um, this year, I found it quite hard because um, all of a sudden you're trying to focus on suddenly so many things at a high level at all at the same time and um, traveling this year over to LA and doing training camps and then trying to finish year 12, but then still trying to train every day, those sort of things. Like suddenly you get like everything's going on and you're like, oh my goodness. Um you sort of find yourself thinking, which one do I focus on more? But in this time, you kind of have to focus um, all your energy on all of it. So I found it quite difficult, if I'm being honest, throughout year 12, just trying to um, manage the um, load on both sides with academics and then um, training, because I obviously wanted to stay fit and go into this season feeling good. Um, But also, I think I um, really benefit from being busy, almost being up here. And I've always been on a training camp where I've had study to do or something to do and I'm sort of sitting around thinking oh what do I do like am I not doing enough like you kind of think oh I've got all this energy now and time but it's been great to you know have more recovery time and things I think that um might have suffered that sort of side of it having that extra recovery time and Mm. sleep and things like that throughout year 12 but um yeah actually I think I benefit more from being busy because it makes you get things done I guess um but yeah definitely been a challenge this year and I mean you've got some experience juggling like multiple workloads right like um world champs last year you know um so you you know when you're I guess in year 11 so you're pretty adept at this sort of stuff now does it make you does it make you look forward to this summer and 2024 and think shit it's going to be so much easier with a bit less to focus on yeah for sure even being up here and thinking oh you know, I can run in the morning and then I have rest and then I can gym in the afternoon, just so much <laughs> more freedom. Like I'm trying to cram things in, you know, all the hours of the day I can get. And I was finding I didn't have enough hours in the day. So, and just not waking up and not having anything due or stressing about um, or feeling guilty, not studying. And yeah, just having more time, I think I'll benefit a lot from that. And like I said before, more of the recovery side, just having, focusing on that and having time for that and then putting more energy into training, I think definitely I'm excited for you know not you know I feel like having more time for training and actually start committing to um running as much as I would have loved to this year and previous years before but yeah just having the time to actually do what I really enjoy with nothing hanging on the side I think it'll make Mm. it a lot easier and really exciting because it just um shows that I have more time to put into running and if I already achieve what I have throughout school then it just is exciting um, to see what I can do without school in the yeah. background and, you know, being 18 and those sort of social things happening as well. I think it'll be really exciting just to focus on running for a bit. Now, I, I'd love to talk about what what made you join OAC. I think I, I, I have some ideas, but, you know, uh, geez, it must have been maybe two summers ago or three summers ago. Like it just felt like, <clears throat> pardon me, especially in Melbourne, you were just making all this noise. Is like this, <laughs> there's this amazing, um, like she's a future generational talent. She's like really special, one in a million sort of athlete, right? Um, and now here we are. You, you, you're 18, you signed with OAC, everything's on the up and up for you. How much of a role did Craig have to do with that? Because I think Craig probably coached you at school, if I'm not mistaken, or um, you've you've had a professional relationship with Craig for a while. How much mm-hmm. of a factor was Craig? And then what else kind of led you towards OAC? Um, yeah, so I sort of um, fell into running a bit. I came out of primary school with just good old mum as my coach, just doing laps around the Oval. And then I sort of fell into high school and Craig was um, – head coach of athletics and cross country at the school I was at. And um, he sort of saw me run across, I think it was my first cross country um, race just on a Friday afternoon. And he was like, oh, 
you know, why don't you come join some training sessions outside of school? And that's how it sort of started back in year seven. And um, he's been so great all the way through. And then when the opportunity for um, this group came up and it was such an unknown, especially being the first athlete to join and Craig was probably a bit of an unknown for him too, but I was also excited to do it together and see where it could take us. Where I think we're such a great team. Um, so I was more excited than anything and um, kind of took the, took the leap, I guess. It was a bit of a, um unknown. So just jumped on board with Craig, really. I think it um, did a lot of it come from Craig, but all in a positive and encouraging way and um, really sort of grateful that I took the opportunity that he presented to me and it's turned out really great. And I'm very happy in the position I'm in. So, yeah. Amazing. Uh, and it's it's been, as we sort of touched on already, it's been a busy year for you. Um, you were over in the US, uh, when was it, sort of May-ish, I think, maybe before. you. So you actually raced in the on-track night event in LA. Is that right? Was it LA? Yeah, it was LA. Yeah, that was a lot that, of fun. I, I think you, you, you took the win, right? Yeah, I was actually in the, um, the B1500, but um, looking back, I wish I just um, – gave myself a bit more confidence and put myself in the A race, but I really enjoyed that um, B race and taking out the win, yeah, gave me some more confidence and the the whole atmosphere was really exciting and fun. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Now, you are running at Zatapec and the on-track nights there. You're running the under 23K. Yes. Yes, I am. Very excited for that. The whole atmosphere sounds so good, but um on and um Vic Ass is bringing so it sounds really exciting yeah it's going to be so interesting right like um I interviewed uh Zach your teammate last week and yeah and Jack Rayner before that and and they both sort of were talking about like it's really exciting to have you know hopefully a big crowd and a lot of atmosphere and all this mm. stuff and <clears throat> but it's also like how much do you let yourself get distracted by that yeah. or you know, especially yeah. for them for them in the 10K, you want to stay as calm as you can for as long as yeah, you can. Yeah, for so long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. How, how do you think you'll find that experience of having hopefully a pretty energetic crowd? Um. Yeah, well, I think I'm a bit luckier than the 10K runners not running last. <laughs> I think that would be um, definitely a challenge. So being up first makes it a bit easier. But I think um, when I went over to LA and had a sort of a similar experience of more how – I've never known athletics could be so exciting and bring a big crowd and things like that. Um, so I'm actually really excited to, you know, I got that experience in LA and, um, you know, you can talk as much as you want about it, but for actual friends and family to see it happening in Melbourne and then it really gets um, everyone excited about athletics. I think people don't know the, um, yeah, the excitement it can bring and things like that. So I'm, um, yeah, looking forward to friends and family seeing that side of athletics because I feel like we haven't had that much in Australia. So I think it's going to be such a great event and be more like a, I don't know, an atmosphere people want to be around and um, with a bigger crowd. So I think I'm really excited for it. Yeah, as I said, I'm lucky I'm first up, so hopefully can enjoy the festivities after, but um, I'm glad I'm not in the 10K. <laughs> now, speaking of enjoying the festivities, so we're actually we're recording this uh, what are we? We're recording this about a week and a half out from the on-track nights. Mm -hmm. And this weekend, you're actually, you're leaving Falls. You're, <laughs> yes. heading off, you're, heading off, you're heading off to schoolies, is that right? Yes, that is correct. Talk um, us through that. I'm not sure if I should feel guilty as an athlete or excited <laughs> finishing year 12. Um, I was weighing up the options with Craig, but he's been so great as um, encouraged me encouraging me to be um you know 18 year old finishing school and not um having any regrets um come to a compromise by doing Zatapec a few days later um so I'll be leaving school <laughs> a bit earlier but um I'm glad I get um to have a bit of fun with the friends I've gone through all of high school with I think I'm really excited for that and then yeah come back a bit earlier get ready for Zatapec should be good are you uh looking maybe it's strategic from Craig but are you are you worried that uh, that the three k will just be in the back of your mind when you're trying to, you know, kick on with your mates? You'll be thinking, "Shit, you know, I can't afford to like go too crazy. I've got this race next weekend." Do you think that'll enter your mind? Yeah, I think that may be a little bit reason why I'm doing it, just to keep myself focused and um, a bit of a goal to set, so I don't um, let training slip. I've, <laughs> we've already had a few chats up here about 
getting some training groups happening in Byron. Um, but look, I'm really invested in my running at the moment, considering I finished year 12 and excited to see um, what I can do with, yeah, the more time I have and really commit. So um, I think I'm excited. I'll train up there, do whatever, um, obviously have a bit of a party, but it, the 3K will definitely be in the back of my mind for sure. I want to I want to talk a bit more about the rest of summer and uh, 2024 plans. I'm not sure like how far you've gone down the road of planning 2024, but obviously like a, a prodigious talent. You went to um, World Champs in Oregon last year in the 800. Is the 800 you focus over summer and into 2024 and and how high are you setting your goals for yourself? Yeah, look, that's a tricky question. I never like to look too far ahead. It gets me a bit nervous thinking about it, really. But um, I'm excited for sure. Obviously, everyone knows next year is such a big year, being the Olympic year. But I've still got um, World Juniors, which will be a focus for me too. And, you know, there's a lot of other events happening next year. Um, Craig, I had a meeting with Craig and he just put back into perspective that uh, my age and things. So I'm not going to try to put too much pressure on myself, but I'm going to give it a good go and just see see what happens I'm not gonna you know try and if I don't make it get down in the dumps sort of thing I think it'll just be um exciting if it happens but um see where I can go just take each training and each race um one by one but um yeah I think with um the distance wise um I haven't done any many eights um recently but I think I'm just going to keep in that realm of 815 um keep mixing up the two I mean I've never done a 3k so <laughs> don't know where that's <laughs> come from but that'll be exciting um but yeah just um mix up the two races and see where it ends me at the end of the season yeah it's such a we're in such an amazing period for Australian athletics in, in on the women's yeah. side in that 8 15 it's um yeah it's crazy it's blown up it's so exciting for the sport it's amazing I mean so you know even someone like Abby Caldwell felt like she's just exploded onto the scene in the last two years. And you look at that and you think, well, shit, that's, you know, that's fantastic. But then you're coming up right behind, right? And so it feels like, you know, every time we add another great athlete into the mix of the eight and 15, there's another one right behind them and there's another one right behind them. And then you've still got people like Lyndon Hall, who's, yeah, you know, he's getting better and better every year. So, yeah, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating place to be. Yeah, for sure. I think it's suddenly just grown in the last few years. You know, you think these amazing athletes um, are doing so well and then you're like, oh, you're not sure how they'll go this season. And then again, they, you know, breaking Australian <laughs> records are getting more PBs and you're like, how am I going to catch up if everyone <laughs> keeps getting better? But I think it only makes it exciting and only drives each athlete and hopefully um, younger athletes coming up to, you know, see what the sport can give. And I think that's what also Zatapec will give um, Australia and Victoria just to show young athletes the excitement that this sport can bring and what it can lead you to. So I think everyone um, growing is actually really exciting for the sport for sure. Now I want to, just to finish off, I want to switch gears a little bit. The OAC, you guys, are, with the exception of Bucks, you guys are young team still kind of making the name for yourselves uh not not all household names yet but who's who's the most fun to be around in the OAC I, I asked Zach this question the other day I said the way I framed it to Zach was like if you were driving home from Falls tomorrow and you you could only be in the car with one person for that five-hour trip who would you want to be sat next to um good question um oh everyone's so much fun I mean we've had some new athletes that I'm just starting to get to know especially through year 12 I didn't have too much training time with the new athletes so being up here really getting to know them um and oh they're all so much fun Imogen, Jesse and um Ed I've just gotten to know them they're so much fun but um I probably still say Morty she's so much fun um I did actually bag the seat in her car on the way up so um that was intentional and you would have a good chat and some laughs on the way um so yeah I think Morty always brings a smile to everyone and even after a race she's there for you good or bad um in training always supporting and so much fun but like I said everyone in the team's always having a laugh and um lots of banter so it's a hard hard question to answer but I think Morty I definitely definitely say her 
Who's who's got who's the funniest? Who's got the best banter in the group? Ah, uh, um, I think some of the new boys, um, Ed and Jesse, love a good banter. Um, they're lots of fun getting to know them now. Um, yeah, probably those two. But um, everyone, everyone in the team loves a good laugh with everyone. So it's hard to choose, but probably Ed and Jesse. Okay, all right, good to know. Uh, and finally, what's the situation up there with? dinners and stuff like that strange question but i've been up to falls a few times around like different training groups and stuff you know whether it's uh you know the gregson's very professional very organized um mm-hmm. and then to luke matthews who as you can imagine the opposite of organized <laughs> what's what's the setup like in your house what, what are we doing <laughs> got a few funny ones actually well being my first time up here on a full training camp with everyone, I was actually very unorganized and found myself sort of asking to join on a few meals. It was definitely <laughs> spaghetti bolognese for a few nights and a few um, packet meals for me until we went down to Aubrey and I got myself sorted. But I was very unorganized for the first half. I thought we'd just all do meals together. And then we have the two girls um Ben Deary and um, Jody, who are just um, cooking up tuna pasta, tuna and pesto pasta every single night. So Ooh, I'm not wow. sure how they're um, excited to eat that every night, but that's been a running joke while we've been up here every night, tuna pasta. Um, but Ed is definitely the chef of the group, baking his own bread every day, made his own meatballs no. last night. It's very impressive. Everything, made his own pizza sauce and pizza bases. So Anytime I can get a chance to jump on his meals, I'm definitely choosing that. But otherwise, wow. everyone's pretty good. It's the pretty um, basic pasta and rice up here. But, yeah, I definitely want to be on Ed's meals for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good tip. Wow, okay. Didn't see that yeah. coming at all. Um, no. <laughs> hey, Claudia, enjoy schoolies. Make the Thank most you. of it. So you, you only get one chance for that stuff. And we're really excited to watch you race in the under 23K at on track nights. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll do really well and we can't wait to see you out there. So best of luck and uh, see you soon. Thanks so much. Great to chat. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Now we'll throw back to Brett and Joel in the studio. All right, we are back. And Brett, what was your favorite thing about that interview? Uh, When she mentioned about doing that long run, I was actually so impressed by it because all these other people dropped off, all these other girls and stuff. And then she's like keeping up with all the boys at like a pretty fast pace at Falls Creek. What about you, Joel? You fucking prick. You've, <laughs> <laughs> you've, obviously, <laughs> you've obviously seen that happen in the flesh, haven't you? It must be. Yeah. It must be. Because I remember doing the long run and going across the snow plane. I was like, damn, Cloudy is actually pretty fit. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's, she's definitely like the ultimate athlete if you're really fit and really fast. Yeah. What would you say you are? You're really fit, but your fast is gone. I'm really fast, but yeah, I just I don't, don't have much. Collis keeps Collis keeps talking it up that I'm like I'm I'm really quick and like over the sprint and stuff. And uh, he's telling the Irish, and I was like, I'll just keep going along with it, but I do not want to test it at all. <laughs> yeah, we've said that because I could find out. Some, yeah, 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 yeah. You'll definitely do a hammy or something. Yeah, I just well, or I just think I'm gonna do it, be able to sprint, and then I'm just can't. It would be nothing would be more embarrassing than watching you sprint and not be good at it. Like mm-hmm. I would have to look, I'd have to look away, you know, because you'd be trying so hard and just being like, yeah, yeah but just not going just, fast and just not going, not going well. Like, yeah, Georgia <laughs> Griffiths nice. just doing like a slight stride, going straight past you. Yeah, actually, that's one thing yeah. we didn't talk about talking about um, talking about sprints. Did we talk about that on the most of the listeners would follow um, Elsie Wellings. Oh, so funny that video of Dave. If you if you don't know, can we somehow we got to know we have to get the footage. She'll have it on her phone, won't she? Because we'll post it on our story. Hopefully, because the story would have been would have been gone. But typical Brett and I's sense of humor. Like we both we weren't together when we watched this, but we spoke about it after, and we were crying. We're like, did you see that? So Al- Eloise is like doing it's like an endurance sort of session. Rep, she's what? Yeah, she was starting to starting rep. a rep. Yeah, and she's on the road. And someone's yeah. filming her on a bike, was it? Must be. Yeah. yeah. 
and you just see <laughs> Dave McNeil come out of the corner of the frame at genuinely like the speed of light. But it looked so funny, like out of place. Like when have you ever seen an endurance runner or distance runner run that speed in a training ever? <laughs> like, it, was it doesn't make any sense. Dave, Dave, he was doing 150s. He does 150s on Thursday. But yeah, just sprinting. From the side, one fifty. So Even one fifty sounds like it's pushing. I thought it was like a flying thirty in like the NFL draft or something. That's what it's looked like. Yeah, yeah, like. I know. <laughs> um, we'll, it was hilarious. We'll have to pull. He had the blades out. Yeah. <laughs> Rainer with the blades. See, <laughs> yeah. I do know running. I know that quote. <laughs> um, we are on to things we've seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. Tim Vincent. Notice why I didn't say his uh, his name at the same time because his marathon times. That's why? that's old news. It was only last week he got that. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, so this week we are doing something a little bit special because it is probably one of the greatest, one of the greatest submissions we've ever had. Um, Brett unfortunately has ruined it for me slightly in saying that it was from last year because uh, we got it. It must have just got been put into people's news feeds recently because we got it sent to us a bunch. I saw it. I was had tears running down my face. So yeah, I, I think so. What happens is it's European cross country, so they bring it back um, out next week or something. Yeah. So they've brought it back up. Yeah. So I saw it. I was in tears, and I messaged Brett and I said, "All right, I shot it shotgun doing that." And Brett goes, "Fuck, I was doing that." And I go, "How about we just do? How about we just do the one? We'll join forces." So Brett, yeah, you go. You just plus he's who sent this to us. So this is like a whole FDK team. One. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Jimmy Gressier. You, you want to describe it? But I yeah. thought I said, do you want to? And you went quiet and weird. So, now I've got to take the reins. <laughs> you go. So, Jimmy Gressier, he's uh, winning Euro XC champs. He's coming down like 100, 150 meters to go. Grabs a flag, um, the, the French flag. What, what do you reckon? One flag's enough? Is that what you'd say? <laughs> one flag would be enough. Well, one flag yeah. would be enough, yeah, if you were winning. Mm. Yeah, I reckon one flag would be enough for me. Nah. Not not for Jimmy. Get two. Jimmy grabs a second flag, okay? That's, that you think that's where it ends. He's running, he's running, he's celebrating. He's done, he, we've, I'm sure we've brought him up before. He's definitely that kind of guy where he's like, he's pretty over the top, right? Yeah. No, he did the um, mud on the face celebration. Mud on the face, no. that's right, yeah. yeah. So, and the caption was like, geez, we love Jimmy Gressier's celebrations. Or something like that. So he comes across. He's doing this like double flag, double flag wave, and as he's coming up into the finish line, he sprints, drops down to his knees to do like a, a knee slide on his uh, in, in the mud. And as he comes across the tape, like one knee buckles out and he falls face first. And that would be, again, that would be funny enough. But no, the finish line tape catches him on the face as he falls. <laughs> and it is, without a doubt, I would say one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. Like, I don't care how fast you are. If that was me and I did that, I'd be taking my spikes off and I'd be hanging up the boots and I would never return to the sport. Yeah, it was not good. And... Yeah, I'm glad it's that time of year again when we get to see it again because we had a chance to bring it up again on this show, but it's uh, it's yeah. it's embarrassing. It's just bad news, bad news. Um, so we'll make sure we put that up on the on the uh, on the story so everyone can have another laugh. And you know what I did? I went and checked because you could be a good sport about that, right? I feel like you, like if that happened to you, you would take the piss out of yourself and you'd probably post it. And I looked on his page and there was no evidence of it. Not from what I really? can see, but maybe because it was a years old, he hasn't like reposted it. So maybe I should go. Maybe yeah. it is there, but I looked in. Maybe like, you need to go back. Further. Maybe I need to go back further. That's why. But you'd hope that he would post it and have a laugh about it. Or it's like you know, if, yeah. if a, I don't know, I don't know what he's like. Like a controversial thing happens um, to like a celebrity, and you know they try and like remove it from the internet. When something yeah. like that, he's tried to do that with that video, like the Taylor Swift thing. What was that again? Ah, um, remember that you were completely wrong about. <laughs> We had all the paper. No, well, I was completely wrong about the player or something like that. But, but it was true because she was. She did the. Yeah. She went to a Jets game and got all this publicity to hide the fact that she's taken like 500 jet, yeah. private jet flights last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because the, the player, what's her boyfriend's name? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is turning into a pop culture podcast where neither of us know anything about the pop culture. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> Um, next episode is going to be a recap of your race. 
Yes. Um, head to Japan on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. Um, so hopefully another good recap. So without going, um, you know, you don't have to go too much into detail, but I think it would be sort of stupid for us to just, you know, you've done your training week and then it's all that. Obviously the listeners and with Chasing Paris and stuff have been following, you know, Jen's journey heaps and it's been building up, building up, building up. And I don't think you and I do that as much here. You know, we spend most of our time taking the piss and stuff. I'm happy to. You just never ask me the questions. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm waiting every, every week. <laughs> Please, Joel, ask me. Um, uh, yeah, I'm waiting till the last episode. Um, so, yeah. so, Brett, with that in mind, Oh, sorry, mate. We're running out of time. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> no, so can you tell the listeners what your race plan is going to be? Um, yeah, so like I get the pace will be 63 flat at halfway. Um, hopefully that feels pretty good. I was 63.20 last year, so it's only a touch quicker. Um, but yeah, for me, I think it's definitely just trying to be as relaxed as possible that first 25K dealing with whatever comes after that. Um, I think one thing I've been doing a little bit when I've been, I, I, I guess when you like visualize a race and stuff and like think about it, you always think of having the perfect race. Mm. Um, but then with the marathon, it just doesn't happen. Like there's always going to be some kind of adversity in that race. So I'm kind of more like imagining that and imagining getting through it. So like I know at some point after 25K is probably something's, bad is going to happen like yeah. i'm going to have a rough patch or i'm going to get stitched so um hopefully i can deal with that as well as possible and yeah i don't know like i i was fourth last year podium would be good a win would be even better so we'll see um yeah i think i feel like i'm close should be close to being able to win it if i run really well depending on what others run too yeah no i think you're definitely really fit like people have been asking me um and i'm yeah I've, I've vouched for you, your, your fitness level. But it, yeah, it's interesting what you say there in that, you know, if you're a 1500 meter runner, 800 meter runner, you know, like Peter Bowl lining up in, in an Olympic final, he can, the visualize, the visualization is very different when you're racing for like under two minutes, right? Naturally, yeah. and how can things yeah. go to plan for over two hours? It won't. Exactly. Yeah. So like you're going to have points where you're not feeling good or like, where I guess in a 1500 or something like that, like, even though you might not feel good, but it can be all right. Two hundred meters to go, like let's just get to the finish line. Where um, the marathon, you like it, you can after twenty five thirty k start to have bad patches. So I think if you are always just being positive about having a great run and running this time, it's just it's probably a little bit of a recipe for disaster. I think like because what's going to happen when you do get into those bad patches, like and how you're going to handle it if you all you've imagined is running well. And running. Yeah, I find that really doing it easy. Oh yeah, I find that really interesting. I think the the listeners could definitely take take a leaf out of out of that because yeah, it's too too many people. I think think about everything going to plan, as you said, and you know you mm. just focus on that. But it's like then when shit hits the what's the Mike? Is it Mike Tyson? The every everyone's got a everyone has a plan to get like getting punched punch in the face, in the face yeah. like that. And it's like if you're not yeah. prepared for that punch, which could be a number of things could be a stitch. It could be yeah. something, you know? Um, yeah. I think that's, I think that's super interesting. So have you just been like, do you do this like visualization stuff? Is that happening like while you're in training? Like are you doing this on runs or is it more yeah, like a little bit pretty, um, before I go to sleep at night, but also, yeah, when, when I'm running as well, I think about it. Um, but definitely like I, <laughs> compared to probably eight, eight months ago when I was just like dreaming about, we're having nightmares really about getting stitches yeah. and not knowing what to do. Like definitely feel like I'm, I approach races better now with a bit more of a plan. So it's like you but have... Even in my other races, I probably... Even my other races, probably up until this one, I, I've just visualized it gone perfect. Yeah. Where I think now I've probably just thought, mate, it's probably not going to go perfect. You're not just going to have a thing where you just getting fitter and fitter through the race and, and getting faster and faster. Like it will be up and down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Bad patches and good patches. Can I ask, is this mm. something that you have just developed yourself just over time being an experienced marathon runner where you've just like thought this is, or are you seeing like someone at the VIS no, just or from myself? Just from yourself. No, just from yeah. myself. Yeah. That's, what, just that's from what experience doing is. Doing a lot of hey. races and stuff. Yeah. 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 Sick. Um, 
you fly out on Wednesday? Tuesday. 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 So you're going to do yep. Tuesday at what time? Uh, in the evening. So, I'll, yeah, I'll be at training on Tuesday morning and then go to the airport in the afternoon. And then head out. Awesome. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, no, I found that really interesting. Sorry. Sorry I'd never asked about it. It's more just for the listeners because I, I know deep down. I know what's going on. You bloody tell me everything. You... <laughs> yeah, well, last time, last year you said, nah, I don't reckon he'll break the Australian record. Did I say that? Um, where this time you go, nah. Yeah, something like that. On, on air? Nah, 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 nah. Off air. Just to you? Nah, to someone else. <laughs> it was probably Rambo. But then he was in the oven, so he didn't really know. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right. Let's wrap this up. Good luck, mate. Hope you run really well. I'm sure Thank the whole you. of FTK uh, behind you. And yeah, it'll be sick. Can't wait to hear the recap episode next week. Thank you. Speak to you then. See you, mate. Bye. Bye.